and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today, and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. Look at your neighbor and tell him, mighty works he has done. If you don't believe me, just look around the room. I could tell you a story about practically everybody in here of why you shouldn't be in this room. Why you shouldn't even be living for God. Why you should have chucked it in and gave up and be out in the world. Or maybe not even being alive right now. Amen. Mighty works he has done. Now, here we are on this last day in this place. Super Bowl Sunday. It's a super Sunday. For many reasons for us. And and mighty works have been done in the lives of each of you. I, I say it all the time. I love to see the growth in each of you. I love the fact that my brother-in-law over a year ago stepped up and said, I want to be a part of this church. He was at a place that he needed to, to, to recommit his life to the Lord. And he's been a blessing to us. And, and the Lord hasn't forgotten you, Martin. The Lord wants to remind you today, continue to be faithful. Trust in him. He will provide for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. I see people like this year that we had families the Santos family, the Vasquez family, people that have blessed our congregation. Alex and Melody and Andrew came this year late summer, early summer, early summer. And here he is now leading our men's group, part of our men's group. Now, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, there's so much growth here. I, I can't just go on and single every single one of you. I'd, we'd be here for the next hour just doing that. But that's what I see. That's what Pastor Rick sees. That's what Pastor Anna sees. We pray for you daily, church. We pray for you. We've prayed, and how many remember this, and I'm getting ahead of myself, our, our scripture verse here, that all things are possible to him who believes. We Im- implemented that scripture that first Sunday we were here, and we kept believing that this wasn't our, our home. This, this was a place to meet, just like it is at at our home when you've come and met for Bible studies or even a Sunday service. Wherever two or three are gathered, the Bible says, their God is with them. Amen? We could have church out in the street in the Safeway parking lot if we wanted to. It doesn't matter the location, but God has bigger and better things for all of us. And I believe we're just beginning that. In 2009, Pastor Steve had a vision. Pastor Steve is our Napa pastor of Foothill Christian. We are one church, two locations. We are the Foothill Christian American Canyon Campus. He is my mentor. When I want to bounce something off, I bounce it off of him. He holds me accountable. If there's someone that can speak into my life and tell me, Pastor Rick, you need to do this better. You need to do that. It's him. He'll tell me and vice versa. I go back to him and I say, you know what? And and this and that. We can do that with each other. He's, He's my mentor in that sense. Every one of us need mentors in our life. Amen? But he started this with a vision. We're one church with two locations. And in 2009, it was started. And at times, there would be Sundays here where there would be more people on the, on the stage worshiping than sitting down. And consequently, there were quite a few times where Pastor Steve and I were talking about this place and we're going to pull the plug and shut it down. Just say it's, it, it's not growing. Because he would always, I wasn't a part of the church. I would come over every now and then. We would help set up. Um, but I wasn't the pastor at that time. 
And there was another group of people coming regularly to set up and to do worship here. But Pastor Steve and I would pray and we would talk. And there were many times when in Irene where we were ready to pull the plug and just stop the service here. But every single time we were ready to do that, there'd be a new family that would come. There'd be somebody that would visit and they would hang out and they'd be here. And so we'd say, okay, Lord, we see what you're saying. Don't don't shut it down. God knows what he's doing. Amen. When you think... You're at the end of your rope. God still has a plan. Amen? God still has a plan. And so we, we came, my family and I, in 2013, September of 2013. And these last five and a half years, I can't believe it's been that fast. Really, in all honesty, it feels like it's been two years yeah. since we, we got here. If, if that. It's gone by so fast. But in, in those, those five and a half years... Bianca was 17 years old, just turned 17. You know, Raquel was 13 years old. And to see them now growing and maturing and walking a walk of faith, um, you know, they, they were very young. Anna and I were younger. And we had never done this before, led a church before. Uh, yes, I went to Bible school. I, I, I got licensed. I got ordained and all that. But I had never led a church before. But all I know and all I knew to do was trust the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Trust God to lead us, guide us, implement, and keep believing. Keep believing. He who believes all things are possible. Amen. And we, we wrote down a list for our church once we got here. Um, my family, we sat down at the dinner table just like we did when we bought our house. We sat down and wrote a list. We have the list at home of all the things we wanted in a church building. Now, we're still believing for our own church building. Don't get me wrong. But God has answered every single thing on that, on that list in the, in the sense of our new location. He answered it, every single item on that list. Um, and so God's opened that door for us, literally, at the open door. But, hey, let's not refer to it as the open door. Let's refer to it as Foothill Christian Church. Yes. Amen? Will, will you stand with me this morning? I just want to read that verse found in Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. There is no handout this morning, so I, I promise you I won't take um, a long time here. But Mark 9 and verse 23 in the New King James Version says it this way. All things are possible to him who believes. Will you say that with me? All things are possible to him who believes. Amen. Let's bow our head and pray. Father in heaven, we thank you this morning that you are faithful. That, Lord, that you're just requiring an obedient heart, one that will listen, one that will trust. And that, God, that it's when you see that, an obedient heart, willing to trust you, even when everything says it can't be done, it's not happening, it's no good, you failed, you're wrong. When everything looks negative, Lord, all things are possible to him who believes. And so, Lord, this morning, we thank you for your word, which in spite of what circumstances may look around us, tell us quite the opposite. It tells us that we need to trust you, that we need to be faithful, that we need to keep on believing you. And so, Lord, we do that this morning, and we thank you, Lord, for these five and a half years that we've been here, for the ten years in total that Foothill Christian American Canyon has been located here in this campus. So, Father, 
We thank you, but we're more excited about what's coming up in our future. So, Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen, amen and amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. How many are excited with me? I am. Yes? Amen. Amen. Just real quickly, just to get this out of the way, let's remember when we go to our next location, when, when we leave that day of our services every Sunday afternoon, we want to leave it in better condition than it was when we got there. Will you agree with me to do that? Amen. And I think it will go extremely well with us as long as we continue that. Let's not settle for halfway. Let's settle for perfection. Let's, let's do things right, okay? So just join me and do that every single Sunday. Amen. Amen. Well, that's out of the way. So this morning, I want to just share with you a few steps of what my family, what Anna and I have done in our family and kind of in this church in order to get to where we're at now. How many agree that you have to have a plan? Yeah, you know, at the beginning of the year, we talked about goals. A lot of us set goals. And for those of you that have set the goal of losing that weight, and it's already February 3rd here, and that goal was gone the second week in January. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Or, or going to the gym even. You know, usually by, they say if you go to gyms, by March, that high peak that they had in January, boop, down here, and uh, people aren't in the gym any longer because they, they don't remain consistent with their goals. And one of the things we've always done as a family, Anna and I, is we've been specific. We've been intentional with goals, with writing things down so that we see a target. How many know if you don't have a target, if you shoot for it, you'll never know if you hit it? How many have gone to a gun range before? Raise your hand if you've been to a gun range. If you don't have a target, you, you don't know what you're hitting or if, even if you're hitting anything. So you've got to have a target to aim for. And in the same sense, we as a church, we, Anna and I, we, we sat down, we wrote things down. We have to start with number one, a vision. You have to have a vision. Let me share that with you and your families. You have to have a vision for your family. You know, one of the interesting things that I heard recently was, have you ever sat down, you know, because some of us like to make goals, not everybody, I get that. But have you ever sat down and made goals for your life? That's, that, that makes you take a step back and say, wait a minute, you're not just talking about the next three months or a year? No, I'm talking about, have you ever made goals for your life that will keep on after you've passed? In other words, goals that will continue, things that, you've, that, are, uh, that are happening in your life that will continue even after you're here. You know, kind of like a legacy in a sense. We all want to leave a legacy for our children, for our families that, yeah, I remember my, my grandpa, John Torres, man, he loved his grandkids, you know, and uh, that was my grandpa's name, grand, my mom's dad, and he left a legacy of just loving on his grandkids, but man, he was a stern man with his workers. He, he was a manager, and he was very stern, very mean, in fact, if you ask certain people, but to his grandkids, he adored us. I was his oldest grandkid, and I got spoiled by him, and I loved it. And, and I loved my grandpa that way. Uh, he loved all of us. But goals are important. And, and vision is important. Proverbs 29.18, if we can put that up on the screen, says this. Where there is no vision, read it. What does it say? The people, the people perish. perish. 
Where there is no vision, the people perish. Now that's in the New King James Version. If you're reading the NIV or NASB, it reads that a little bit differently. But I love the, the context here, what it's saying. Where there's no vision, the people suffer. The, the, there's no direction. People die when there's no direction. We always have to have direction. Where are we going? Where are we headed? Where's this church headed? What's the point of going to another place? All those things that you may be asking yourself or even questioning. Why are we going? What's wrong with being here? What's wrong with staying here? It's worked for the past 10 years. Why can't we continue? Well, I believe every one of us have a season of growth. And it's the season for Foothill Christian where we're going to grow now. We're going to grow. We're in a prime location now once we move where we're visible to people that don't know about us here in this neighborhood, in this subdivision. How many agree with that? And, and so we have to have a vision of where we're going, what are we doing? And my vision for this church is that we're going to grow. We're going to have small group leaders. We're going to have men's group leaders, women group leaders. We're going to have various things going on in our church at different times during the week even. And I want you to join us and, and march with us going forward. Amen? So Anna and I sat down and we talked about what we wanted to see in the church. This was back in 2013 when we were entrusted with the care of this church, of discipling people. And, and we wrote down a few things. We talked about a few things. And number one, that it would be relational. Relational. How many have been in churches and you've never ever had a relation with the pastor, the leadership team, or maybe even anybody else in that church? You ever been in churches like that? And I think we all have. And that's a shame. It's a crying shame, actually. Now, it's, it's very difficult to have that in a large church, in a 500-member church, in a mega church. It's very difficult to have that. But I believe as pastors, we're shepherds. We're to watch and take care of the flock, feed the flock. If I'm not in relation with you, I'm failing at my job. All right? I'm failing if, if we get bigger to the point where we need an assistant pastor, if together or our leadership team is not conveying that message of relationship, we're failing big time. So I think you've got, you've got the sense that we are a relational church. We have you over to our house. Had conversations lately with some pastors. And we all, we, we, in fact, we had a meeting yesterday morning at 730 we get together with some American Canyon pastors on a monthly basis. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of amazed to hear sometimes what they say. Because I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up as a pastor's kid. I don't know the protocols of what's, what's, what's right and what's wrong. I just know of, well, this, this is what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do. This is how I want to do this. So um, there are some pastors that won't allow people into their home. You know that, right? There, there's some pastors that will never invite a person over to their home. And, and that's fine. I'm not saying that's wrong. But it sure does cut, cut an opportunity for you to make an impact in, in that family that's coming to your church as a pastor. That's all I'm saying on that one. But again, we want to be relational. We want to be relational. And again, we're doing that in our church intentionally. And you can do this in your family. We've done this in our family. So... What I want you to hear this morning is, how does this impact my family as well as my church? Number two, we, we said that the love of God would be felt. Every single time, if you see me praying up here before the service, 
I'm praying exactly that. I'm praying exactly that. That when people walk in through these doors, through these gates, that they would feel and experience the love of God in this place. Not only here, but in my home. I want them to walk in and say, man, it feels peaceful in here. It feels like the love of God is in this place. Because if they don't feel that, they're going to march right out. They're going to march right out. And that's a prayer that each of you should have for your own home. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thirdly, that our home would be a place of ministry. That our home would be a place of ministry. And if you've been part of our church, you know that our home is a place of ministry. We, we came here in 2013, September of 2013. We prayed for a home closer to the church. We got the home in 2015. With the intention of that it wouldn't be Pastor Rick, Pastor Anna's castle that we could just relax and just never have people over. No, it was that we would intentionally do ministry with our people, with the church. We would have you over. We would have potlucks. We would have get-togethers. We would have Bible studies. We would enjoy each other. Just having lunch together, having dinner together, have Valentine's Day banquets. Woohoo! I'm getting excited about that, right? It was intentional. And we're going to continue to do that even though we have the church, even though we have a, a fellowship room to hold a dinner there, an early dinner, we'll still have those things going on. Amen? Amen. So that was the first thing is vision. What do, what do we want to see? Again, it's, it's, um, it's that it would be relational, that the love of God would be felt and that our home would be a place of ministry, ministering to each other as well as ministering to my family. What they've seen us do here, we do at home. We, we don't, I mean, I love all my children every day. You can, you can ask them. I love on my wife in front of my children. And they just say, Dad, knock it off. And, uh, and, and, but I want them to see the love of God. Amen? I want them to see the love of God. And then, so it was vision first. And then number two, you can have a vision, but if there's no action behind it, it falls apart. You've got to have action. 1 John 3 and 18, 1 John 3.18 says this, Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth, in action and in truth. In other words, if you're going to say something, follow up with action. Don't just say, yeah, Pastor Rick, I'll help you set up. And I'll be here at 8.30 and not show up. I'm just using that as an example. Whatever it is, be person of action. And that's what I love about our church. We, we are all people of action here. Every one of you here are doing something in some capacity here. I love that. We have to be full of actions. Actions speak louder than words. People will remember you because of your actions. They'll remember you... Because you said a kind word, but they'll remember you even more because of your kind action. How many know that's the truth right there? Um, when my son passed away, there were many people that came up and said wonderful words, which I can't remember. I really don't remember what they said, but I remember a hug. I remember a hug. I remember them coming over and bringing a meal. But I don't remember the words went right over my head, but I remember the actions. I don't forget those things. How many, how many know what I'm talking about? We never forget actions, deeds that are done for us. We told you that once we moved here, our home would be used in ministry, as I, as I echoed earlier. 
We continue to this day to open our home to each of you. We want to invest in your lives as well as in the lives of our children. And by doing that, Anna and I are growing as well. We're growing as pastors. We're growing as leaders. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I matter. I matter. You do. You do matter. You do matter. Every one of you matter. You're missed when you're not here. How many have ever received a, a text from Pastor Rick? Hey, we missed you. Your family's missed. Or from Pastor Anna. She'll send the text as well. We missed your family. Because we do. And that's the blessing of a small church. We can't do that in a thousand. Can you imagine Pastor Rick sending a thousand text messages? People that weren't there. My thumbs would wear out. I can't do that. But I can do that now. And I love to do that. It's not a, something that Pastor Rick has to do. I want to do that. I sincerely want to tell you I, I've missed you. Amen? We, every one of us that calls this place your church home has been prayed over so that the Holy Spirit would lead you and guide you into purpose. Every one of you, I've prayed for you, that the Holy Spirit would guide you and lead you into purpose. And I believe we've seen that coming to fruition. I believe that there's more purpose coming yet ahead. Amen? How many agree with that? That purpose is yet still coming. Amen? Amen. My third point is, so we have vision, we have action, then we have what's called growth. Growth. Growth is not always a bad thing. Now, this can be a bad thing of growth right here, but I'm talking about spiritually growing. Spiritually growing. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7 says the following. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. In all things, the Bible says in another place, give thanks. Overflow with thankfulness. God loves a thankful spirit. He can't stand an arrogant spirit, a cocky spirit. He, has, he doesn't want to have anything to do with that. But when you have a thankful spirit for what God has given you, he, you're a powerful weapon in the kingdom of God. He can use you greatly. Amen? Amen. How many are thankful today? Just for life. Life alone. How many are thankful for the blessings that God has given you this past year. Yeah. Amen. And already this year. Some of you have been blessed. Some of you are facing challenges. But God's got exciting opportunities for you this year. I really believe that. The growth we have seen each other is so rewarding. The growth in my daughters has been so amazing to see. And I don't, I don't rave enough about them. I really have awesome, amazing daughters. And uh, I don't want to embarrass them. But... Uh, I, I truly am blessed as a father to have two good, amazing daughters. I have my third daughter, don't get me wrong. Elizabeth's an amazing daughter. But in ministry here, Raquel and Bianca are just amazing and, and support us. And as they remind me all the time, Dad, this church would fall apart if it wasn't for us too. <laughs> just kidding, Raquel. I do depend on them though. And their growth has been amazing. We've seen our young people grow right before our very eyes. Yesha. You saw the pictures of her as a tiny little child. And here she is. She does worship on given Sundays. We've seen Nigel step up. I mean, this, this young boy from a little tiny kid. And now he's this 
soon to be six footer, heading, heading upward and growing like a weed this year. Can't believe how fast that, that young boy's growing. He's doing amazing things on the bass. He plays the drums. What else is he? I mean, this man is a talented, he's a young, talented individual. We've had Jaya join up here on worship. It's amazing to see our kids grow and watch them grow right before our eyes. I always want to make sure we give an opportunity to our kids to grow. I don't ever want to shoot them down and say, no, you can't do that. This is only for an adult because some other churches will tell you that. You have to be a certain age. I want to encourage that gift they have. They have a gift? Let's, let's bring that up. Let's, let's show, show them what the Lord can do through them. Amen? Amen? Amen. So if you see a gift in a young child, let me know and encourage them. Say, you know what? That would be a blessing in our worship team. That would be a blessing on our, on our PowerPoint team, on our sound team, in our, in our kids' church, whatever area it might be. Amen. So again, we need growth. So we have vision, we have action, and we have growth. And when we get through each of those stages, our fourth one is we have fulfillment. Fulfillment. And fulfillment. How many are glad for that word fulfillment? Amen. Fulfilled. To be fulfilled. Psalms 16 and 11. Let's see what the scripture says. It says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That's the New King James Version. Right there. I love the way it translates there. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And that only happens when you first have a vision. When you begin to act upon it. Then you begin to grow. And all of a sudden now you, you see the fullness of it. And, and the fulfillment of that. As pastors up here, I see that in our church. It brings great joy to see the wonderful things that you each bring to the table. That you each bring into the kingdom of God. Every one of you... Our ministers, as I've said before, you're ministering to one another. Pastor Rick's the ad minister, and Pastor Anna, we're ad ministers, and you guys are really ministering. Did you know that? You're ministering to one another. The Bible calls you ministers and, and, and disciples, but you minister to one another. I'm excited about the men's group. I really am. Uh, men need to, to bond together, to grow together. Uh, men are a special breed, you know that? We, we, we are very special. If you don't believe me, just ask your wife. They'll tell you. And ask any female. There are so many things that we just keep hidden and buried down in here that will never come to the surface. And we live with those hurts the rest of our life. But sometimes with another man, we can share that. And all of a sudden we find this, this victory. We find this place of fulfillment. And, and I'll tell you, I'm excited about that group for that reason and many other reasons. But again, we truly only begin to experience the fullness of God when we cast the vision, we, when we walk in action, when we experience the growth, we begin to experience fulfillment in our lives. Those are the things that you can experience in your family. Amen? In your family. How many are experience that, experiencing that right now? And, and if not, you can get there. It's not too late. It's never too late for any of us. We truly need each other. Amen? Amen? We receive peace as well when we're being fulfilled. When we're fulfilled. When you have a happy and fulfilled marriage, there's a peace about that. <clears throat> Unlike an unhappy marriage, there's no peace in that. 
And, and, and for many of us, we've known that, we've discovered that. But I want you to say this with me right now. Peace, go ahead, say that. Peace, peace. is my portion. God has given you peace, a supernatural peace, not as the world gives. It's a peace that can help you remain calm in the middle of your storm, in the middle of your tribulation, in the middle of Pastor Rick looking out, and there's three people here today and going, okay, Lord, how are we, what are we doing? And uh, trying to figure it all out. God can give us a peace about that. You may be looking at your checkbook going, Lord, we're at the end of the month, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. I got these other bills I've got to pay, and I don't see enough money for the rest of the month. Keep trusting Him, and He will provide for you. Amen? Yes. Amen. Peace is my portion. So again, vision. What, let, me, let me back up. What did Anna and I do at the beginning? We, we cast a vision, what we wanted our church to look like. We, we put it into action. We continued, then we started to see the growth. And then finally, it, it found, it gave us a sense of fulfillment to be able to see the families that are coming here, to be able to see the growth in your children and your families, to be able to see lives restored. We heard a wonderful testimony a few weeks ago from Garland. I mean, that, that family was in jeopardy. That family was in jeopardy. He didn't go into to all the details, but he's a miracle. He's here today. He's a miracle. May is a miracle that she's here today. And uh, God bless you too, because you've listened to the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. And every one of you, Brother Robert, he's a miracle. He's here today. Miracle. Give him a hand clap. That was a miracle right there, a supernatural miracle. God healed him. Amen? Amen. To God be the glory, brother. Amen. That's right. Every one of you here are miracles. Peace is your portion. And I want you to remember that when you're struggling throughout the week, peace is my portion. Thank you, Lord, for that peace. Thank you, Lord, for, for vision, for action, for growth, for fulfillment in my life. And I promised you I wouldn't take uh, much of your time. If I can have Bianca come up, uh, we're going to go into a time of communion right now, as our custom is every first Sunday of the month. And I thought it would also be appropriate uh, being our last Sunday here, that we celebrate the Lord's Supper here together as a family. So how many received this this morning? How many want to, if you're not already wanting to implement this into your life, I challenge you, set those goals down. Create a vision. Create a, it almost a, it's almost a mission statement for your family. Sit down with your spouse. Tell them, what, what do we want to see our family look like? doesn't matter if you've been married for 20 years already or 30 years or 40 years, whatever it may be. Sit down and, and define what is it you want your family to look like. What is it you want your family to be remembered by? I mean, those are important goals. Involve your kids in them. It's a blessing right there when you do that. They'll remember that. <coughs> and when they begin to see those things transpire, they'll know that God's hand was in that. Amen. Amen.